G'day and thanks for joining us for this week's Two Ticks Town Talk, a segment of the Australia Talks podcast. I'm DK. And I'm RD. Please enjoy this segment from the regular podcast. So this week's Two Ticks Town Talk is coming back to my native state of Queensland. And this one does have a little bit of a personal story from earlier this week. Uh, Earlier this week, I I, had ordered a new part for my ute from our online four-wheel drive retailer. I won't won't name and shame which one it was, but... uh, what actually turned up in the post was it wasn't the part that I had ordered. I'd received someone else's uh, uh, ordered product, uh, and that bloke's name was Bill. Uh, and it turns out that Bill received my package a couple of days after I had received his. And the online store was actually really unhelpful in resolving the mix-up. Uh, yeah. Bill's... Bill's package was considerably more expensive than mine. Um, so he, in, in the package, it had, you know, the invoice, which is very common. So he had my contact details. I had his contact details. He gave me a call once he received it and said, uh, you know, how do you want to do this? What do you want to do? Um, and I told him basically I'd had no response and no luck from the company over the last couple of days whilst he was waiting. Uh, so... We agreed that we would send each other, he would send me my package, I'd send him his package. So we were both out of pocket the same amount, which was about 10 bucks in postage. Um, the reason he hadn't, he received his so many days after I had was because Bill, lovely Bill, lovely bloke, he lives in the really small and reasonably remote town of Cloncurry, which is a small rural town located in the Shire of Cloncurry, Queensland. Uh, in 2021, it had a population of 3,167 people. The town lies adjacent to the Cloncurry River, and cattle grazing is the most significant industry in the region. Now, Bill was a real stand-up bloke, and I've sent him off all of this stuff, and by absolute chance that he's listening to this big shout out to bill um the the town is very small and the major industry there is mining so let's get into a little bit of the history though the and i I really apologize if i pronounce this wrong but i believe it's the kalkatangu language region in the northwest of Queensland, including the local government areas of Mount, the city of Mount Isa, including the township of Cloncurry, uh, is the native uh, Aboriginal uh, people. The first Europeans to traverse the area of these tribal lands were actually Burke and Wills on their epic and ultimately fatal transcontinental expedition. We may do a special on Burke and Wills one day. If you'd like to hear that, Please get in touch with us. Let us know. We can do a bit of a rundown on the Burke and Wills epic uh, transcontinental expedition. Uh, the Cloncurry River was actually named by Burke after Lady Elizabeth Cloncurry, his cousin, with the town eventually being named for the river. A man named Ernest Henry discovered copper in the area in 1867 and the town sprang up to service what he called the Great Australia Mine just to the south of where the town is now. 
During World War II, so fast forward quite a number of years, uh, during World War II, Cloncurry was the location of RAF number three inland aircraft fuel depot, completed in 1942, and it closed on the 14th of August, 1944. So a little bit of the war, uh, not a lot though. More interestingly, before World War II, a, na- a man named John Flynn conducted the first official Royal Flying Doctor flight. It took off from Cloncurry in 1928 using a de Havilland DH-50 aircraft hired from then the small airline known as Qantas. So this ties back to our Longreach episode because Longreach isn't too far from Cloncurry. Right. The following year, Flynn's radio expert, Alfred Traeger, installed the world's first pedal radio at a local homestead, which helped transform the once-isolated outback into a connected part of Australia and on to the rest of the world. Oh. So there, there what, is what now... Date, what date was that, did you say? Uh, 1929. Hmm. So there was a lot going on out in the outback, Uh I think Qantas, I think the Qantas um, sort of starting up and everything like that out there really probably inspired and kicked off uh, the the Cloncurry uh, Royal Flying Doctors Service. Uh, we are talking a distance of about just under 500 kilometres from Longreach to Cloncurry. So not exactly a small distance, uh, but remembering, if we do remember from our episode, of course, uh Qantas didn't start in Longreach. It started in Winton, which is a bit closer. So whilst these towns are, you know, over 300 kilometres apart, in outback terms, that's just down the road. (laughs) So I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there was a bit of cross-pollination of ideas and things like that um, out there. Uh, Today, what's what's out in Cloncurry today? What do you want to go there for? What does Bill do? Well, I... I have no idea what Bill does. Uh, he probably works in the cattle industry, if I had to guess. Uh, but there is a John Flynn Museum dedicated to the founding and pioneering that he and his mates did to create and expand the Royal Flying Doctor's Service. So that's the big trawl in Cloncurry. Uh, there is also an Cloncurry Unearthed Information Centre and Museum, which includes relics and artefacts from bygone era of the area although the mu- th- sorry throughout the museum they paid tribute to australia's first people explorers chinese migrant workers afghan cameleers and the pioneers who wo- worked and established themselves in the rough and remote conditions of outback queensland they actually have burke's water bottle on display it's a bit of a no claim to fame. No wonder the poor bloke died there. That's it. He died of thirst. Why? Because the Where's guy, he, left, he left his drink bottle in Cloncurry. Um, and I thought this was quite interesting. They also have uh, an Aboriginal artifact exhibit, which includes the breastplate once worn by George, King of Friesland. Now, I didn't know what this was, and we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent here just to explain. So, it turns out, uh, according to uh, Google, uh, what was quite common in certain parts of Australia was uh, the white colonial authorities would give uh, Aboriginal uh, 
who who they would declare as the Aboriginal leader of the area are these like breastplates typically made out of um, like copper or brass and they would wear them around their neck to signify that they were effectively the the chief or the king or, or queen of that area and they would specifically write their title whether that be chief king or queen on on the the breastplate the problem was the Aboriginal people and a lot of their communities didn't really have what we would call kings or chiefs. They often lived in small small clan groups and they had several elders who would sort of consult each other. So it was more like a group would be leading the the, the Aboriginal nation as opposed to us, any individual person. However, of course, colonial authorities came from, from Europe, particularly Britain, uh, where things were very different and having a single leader was was culturally appropriate. So they kind of didn't care and just went, you're the king, wear this. When we need you, we can identify you with this. So very much ingrained in colonial racism and, and, and oppression of the local people and all that kind of stuff. But I do think it is quite interesting uh, that in Cloncurry they actually have the local, local uh, uh, I don't want to say leader, but George king they have his breastplate that he once wore uh the other big draw to the area is the natural landscape of course uh including a place called chinaman creek nam uh not the most politically correct name these days but i have heard it's really really great place uh you can safely swim get a boat get out in the water that you can fish there and generally have a good time and to round this out, I'd be amiss if I didn't mention that politician Bob Catter was born oh. in Cloncurry in 1945. Oh. It's probably why he's such a good bloke. <laughs> probably. Oh, that's really interesting. I've I've never heard of the um, that breastplate. Yeah. It's complete, completely unknown to me. Do you know if that was a, a northern... Um, Australia type of thing, or I just that, like that. Just that's the first time I've heard of it. No, actually, uh, on on uh, on the Wikipedia for it, it lists a number of uh, known individuals who are, who were awarded breastplates, and they've also got photographed some some um, examples of them in. Uh, museums as well as being worn by certain people and they have them from from the ACT New South Wales Queensland South Australia Victoria Western Australia and the Northern Territory so basically everywhere and anywhere there was there seems to be something that was um, very common all over Australia which is quite interesting and it's something I never knew about either no um, no first it doesn't even ring a slight bell. Oh, it's it, it just even even when you were uh, talking about uh, was it King George or who yes, was the King name George? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like even the assigning of of titles and that. Well, that's that's really interesting. That's I didn't even know that was a thing. Yep, and I think that's what's cool about these segments and also just about the little places around Australia, our little towns, which is the whole point of this segment, is you do find out 
little things like this, little gems uh, that you had no idea about. Um, and it gives you, you know, a little bit of an inspiration perhaps to, to, like I said at the start, get out, get dirty, get the Forby yep. out there. Yep. Go and visit some of these places. See what you see. See what you find. Um, because but I thought I'd never need a Forby for, for a <laughs> lot of <laughs> <laughs> you could just you could it's a long way but you can drive there it's it's tarmac the whole way like i said depends on where you live unless you live in mount isa which is not far up the road which is now the 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 sort of district capital of of that area part of of queensland um yeah if you live anywhere else it is very far um to get out there but there's no reason not to um only excuses, <laughs> which is easy to say as someone <laughs> that's, that doesn't want to drive, you know, 24 hours to get out of there. So. Oh, yeah.